This last week, I had a conversation with an acquaintance who said, this is a real wake-up call. He was referring, of course, to the pandemic and the complete upside-down life we've all been living for over a week after the shelter-in-place order came down from the governor of California. I'm not sure exactly what he had in mind as our conversation did not have a chance to go further. I think, however, that he is correct, especially in terms of Western culture. The West has been shocked, at least at some level, out of its smug and self-assured place at the top of the world, leisured and enjoying the pleasures of life. I'm sure we've all heard the phrase, first world problems. When it comes to one's beer refrigerator not keeping the beer cold enough, or the hot water heater running out of hot water because you took too long of a shower, or I had too much to eat and now I'm tired, I think I'll leave work early and take a nap. And there are many other examples. It should, I believe, be our prayer that the cultural and moral effect of this virus will not go away, even as we pray daily that the pandemic will go away. Our culture has first world problems, while the two-thirds world has real problems. Well, now the first world has the same real problem as the rest of the world. May we be shocked out of our complacency, and may we never go back. The sickness of our society is nothing new. It is self-oriented pleasure in greed, gluttony, lust, with a smug complacency sealing the deal. It is not terribly unlike most great civilizations after they have it easy. This sickness that is now plaguing not just the West, but the whole world, is a help to our culture's sin, if we can listen. It is also, in and of itself, a reminder of sin. The world is in the curse of death because of our sin, and often because of our continued choices to sin over and over again. This pandemic is a call to the whole world to seek something better than this curse. Something better than this death that we are in, in the world. It is a call to us in the church not to forsake the, the thing, the person who answered this plague. Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. He knew that the world was in bondage, under the curse, in the grip of death. 
His own people, the chosen race of God, could not loose the grip that death had on them. The perfect Israelite was needed to be the perfect high priest to allow mankind to escape that grip of death. This pandemic reminds us every day at this point that there is a real problem in this world. Even in our world in the West. Not just a first world problem, but a real problem with real consequences. Jesus is the Christ. He is the Messiah. The one who came as high priest. The old covenant that God had with the people of Israel was good. The writer of the Hebrews makes that clear. It was the way forward. It was the way to God, but it by itself was never going to heal the world. The old covenant temple in Jerusalem was good, was the way forward. It was the way to meet with God, but it could never make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience. Even with the old covenant system properly working, mankind still still has this problem of evil and sin, producing results like this coronavirus pandemic. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Christ did not deal with with the Old Testament temple in his redemptive work. He is both the priest and the more the more perfect taber- the priest of the more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is not of this creation this would be the tabernacle in heaven and he is also the victim the sacrificial offering when he died on that cross he became the offering for the whole of his creation in other words he is the lamb that was slain But sacrifice requires a priest, and Jesus is also that high priest who stands at the altar in heaven, offering up the sacrifice of himself continually for all of us, for his creation. In this, he established a new covenant, a new bond between God and God's new Israel, his new people, the church. The writer to the Hebrews says that he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. My friends, the eternal inheritance is life, abundant and eternal life. And that life starts now. It may not look that way always. It may not look like that during this pandemic. But life starts at our baptism and we are called to continue to grow in that life. 
We are to live the life of the new heavens and the new earth. The resurrected life right here, right now, in the midst of even this pandemic. New life does not mean first world problems. In fact, historically, new life meant running into the midst of two-thirds world problems. Christians have distinguished themselves century after century in plagues by being the ones to help, to care for, to encourage, to bury the dead. In short, to love like Jesus loves. May we find ways to be faithful worshipers and doers in this present time. May we love our neighbor as Christ has loved us. May we speak the words of hope to a sin-cursed world that others may join us in worshiping the Messiah who reigns at the right hand of the Father, who has sent us his Holy Spirit to be our guide and to be our strength. Amen.